Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today is Monday, March 7th, and I am excited to be heading to Spartanburg, South Carolina, where I will be speaking for great homeschool conventions. And Dorinda, who's uh, not going to be there with me this no, weekend, I'm very wah, sad about wah. that. Very sad. <laughs> um, is going to be here today. We're going to continue talking about homeschooling right. and uh, the public school systems and sort of how you can navigate the sort mm-hmm. of choppy waters of education in this country and why it's so important. But first, we want, a couple, we want to go over a couple of housekeeping things with you. What you got going on over there, Dorinda? Well, a little bird told me Uh-oh. that Heidi has a new Facebook page. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Is that me? <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about it. Okay, so I am launching a new book called Becoming Mom Strong. It's being published by Tyndale. Yes. Really, really excited mm-hmm. uh, about Becoming Mom Strong and what the Lord is going to do uh, uh, through that book. That's right. And uh, we've decided to go ahead and start a page because I'm actually writing a series of books for Tyndale. This is mm-hmm. the first one in a series of several books that are coming out. And so we decided rather than just have that be over at The Busy Mom, it probably has enough strength to stand on its own. Right. And so we've started another Facebook page. And I sort of created honestly at the idea of right. starting again. <laughs> yeah, it's like, as if you haven't been beat up enough. Yeah, I kind of cringed a little bit. I thought, oh man. And and we, and we I really prayed over the tagline uh, for that ministry because uh, Facebook is a ministry. Right. And it's a, it's a place to be a, li- a light mm-hmm. in a dark world. The Bible mm-hmm. talks about a lot about the, the spiritual battle that we're in. And if you ever want a front row seat to it, just hop on <laughs> Facebook and you'll find it. Uh, but I decided uh, that it was better for me to sort of separate out the busy mom. Uh, yeah. which is, um, uh, I started The Busy Mom about 10, 10 more than that, years ago wow. now. Um, and so this is a new venture for me. And actually, the other reason I didn't want to start another Facebook page is because it's a lot of work. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but we hope that you guys will go over there and check out uh, that page. It's Heidi St. John. So it's it's facebook.com forward slash Heidi St. John dot official. Right. And so that'll be the place where you can find uh, the new release. If you're interested in being part of the focus group when that book releases, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be picking a, a small group of women to review uh, the book and be part of Tyndale's launch team. And that is where all those announcements will go out. So awesome. uh, head you, over there. I'm going to say you will want to be one of those people. People because I have gotten a little peek into the book and it is so relevant. You guys are going to love it. It's going to well, be awesome. Thank you, Dorinda. And I'll give you your 20 bucks later for that. So that was nice. <laughs> um, I am excited though about becoming mom strong. Right. It really is. Um, it's 18 chapters of my heart for women mm-hmm. and uh, and it, particularly with regard to this generation, mm-hmm. believing that our kids are going to be up against Absolutely. a lot and we got to be ready. Absolutely. And I think it's a unique message. I was talking to some women on the airplane who asked me where I was going, and um, I was like, well, I'm going to go do a conference. And and they said, oh, what kind of conference? And I said, a mom conference. And they said, what? And they said, we really want to hear about this. And so I told them about it. They both happened to be Christians. Mm. And they were just like, I've never heard of such a thing. That is so great, you know? And I think because our job is so... um, Unappreciated sometimes yeah, yeah, and unacknowledged, and, I, and and yet it is one of the most important jobs that God can give us is yep. to be a mother. And so to have this kind of inspiration and strength mm-hmm. that I have read so far on the pages of your book, I mm. am super excited for all the moms out there who are going to read it and be inspired and encouraged. Thank you. Well, I'm excited and we're going to continue just to pray over it and what That's the right. Lord is going to do. Yeah. And we're going to be doing more conferences and they're going to start um, moving towards becoming mom strong yes. conferences. Mm-hmm. And we are looking for new locations for late October and early November. 
and um, even the first of the year. So if mm-hmm. you're in a location where you uh, feel like you can get a bunch of ladies together, we, we mm-hmm. would love to do a conference. Yes. And if you're interested in having me come and speak for your event, I love to do that. My calendar for 2016 is full. Right. Um, and 2017 is filling up right now. So if mm-hmm. you're interested in having me come and speak, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com and fill out a speaking request. Right. And if you're interested in, um, you've got a church that can hold a conference or mm-hmm. um, a location for us, mm-hmm. you can um, email me, Dorinda, at TheBusyMom.com. D-U-R-E-N-D-A. <laughs> All right. Let's pick up this conversation again about homeschooling versus public school. So mm-hmm. yesterday, or not yesterday, a couple days ago, I said, it's so important for us to recognize as homeschoolers. So many of you listening to this, I know are homeschooling. And I just want to remind you, and I'm gonna, I said this the other day, I'm gonna say it again. Homeschooling is not the answer. That's right. Jesus is the answer. The moment we mm-hmm. take our eyes off the Lord, we're gonna mm-hmm. start to fall just like Peter did. Right. When he took his eyes off the Lord when he was walking across the water. And homeschooling is not is not what buoys us. No, I think that's what I discovered in homeschooling was that Jesus was the only answer. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, you've said before, this is the thing that has brought me to my knees. Oh, yeah. How many times oh. over and over again to the end of myself. Absolutely. But then hearing from the Lord and seeing him work and, and having him give us wisdom along the way. So. Absolutely. And you know what? The Lord will prove himself to be mm-hmm. faithful. And we've, you know, I've said before, I think, I don't think this is really Dorinda's story, but certainly it was mine. I did not want to homeschool. I actually went into it kicking and screaming. <laughs> um, and you guys have, have heard me now. So, you know, I actually can kick and scream. <laughs> and so, uh, but, but I have watched the Lord do amazing, miraculous mm-hmm. things and he really will meet you. So if you're on the fence about homeschooling, um, it's okay to be afraid because it's a daunting task. And I've said this before, you know, no woman in her right mind right. would want right. to take on that responsibility apart from the Lord. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you, God does amazing things when we come up alongside Him right. and we work in harmony and mm-hmm. in unison with Him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that we said the other day, which I, I think bears uh, repeating, is the, the importance of education. And Dorinda, you reminded me of something that I've said many, many times, mm-hmm. which is education is not neutral. It That's is right. never neutral. And I think that is a lie that we've sort of been, you know, lazy. We've been yep. lazy and yep. just like, you know, whatever, we'll send our kids to school. Well, and we've been fed that lie. Yes. You know, and we've heard it so much yep. that it's almost believable. Yes, absolutely. And it's not neutral. It's education not. is not neutral. It's um, anything but neutral. And mm-hmm. I think that the enemy would love to lull us into sleep and believe that it is. But the Bible says in Luke 640 that when a student is fully trained, he'll be like who? His teacher. His teacher, right. That's a terrifying prospect. <laughs> <I know. laughs> that means that when my children are fully trained, they're going to be an awful lot like me. me. <laughs> I know. I've thought that one through and thought, hmm. I know. That's what we're telling yourself. Okay, bad days don't make bad mothers. Bad days don't make bad mothers. Just you keep, you know, keep telling yourself uh, that that God and God redeems it. That's you know, right. I think that He redeems it. He's take He takes uh, in His hands what we offer Him and does mm-hmm. incredible. Things he really with does. It. He really yeah, does. He really does. But I read an uh, uh, an post by my friend Steve Lambert. Many of you know who he is, but for those of you who don't know, Steve's wife Jane has written a curriculum for homeschoolers mm-hmm. uh, called Five in a Row, and it's wonderful for really young, very young elementary age kids, but it really introduce, it will introduce you to the idea of unit studies, mm-hmm. which we're not going to go into here. And I've got tons of information about it on my blog. But Steve is, uh, like me, a very staunch believer uh, that homeschooling is not the answer. And right. I have never heard him say to anybody, mm-hmm. um, you shouldn't put your kids in public school. He has said, and he will continue to say, and I say, and I know that, Dorinda, mm-hmm. you also feel this way. I do. The decision needs to be between a parent and the Lord. That's right. I find no evidence in the Bible 
Um, I mean, we've had this discussion uh, where birth control is concerned. There are areas of freedom in the Bible. God says the children are a blessing. He never said they're a requirement. Right. He said that we're to train our children up in the ways of the Lord. He warns us that when a student is fully trained, he'll be like his teacher. But I don't see it mandated. Right. In the Bible, thou shalt homeschool. I just, mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen it. I know some of you will disagree with me, but I believe there's freedom in it. But I guess today I want to just issue kind of a, a shot over the bow. Right. A warning shot that uh, education is not neutral. And I think the tide has turned so much mm-hmm. in the culture today mm-hmm. that I would be, my husband I know, and I would be hard pressed to put our kids in a public school now. Right. Right. Under any circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if the Lord came down from heaven with a shout and said, this is what I want you to do, then we would do it. But um, and I, I'm watching uh, some of my um, friends that I really respect sort of doing the same thing. And I want to read Steve's post to you, Duran, and sort of get your uh, thoughts on it. So this is what Steve said a couple of weeks ago. He said, and Steve is 66 years old now. Right. So, uh, you know, I mean, he's going to been there and done that. His kids are grown. His grandkids mm-hmm. are being homeschooled now. Mm-hmm. So this is not, you know, some guy that's fresh off the, the right. wagon here. Exactly. He's, he's, he's been around the block a few he times. Has. So he says, I never thought I'd say this never, but bear with me. Jane and I pulled our girls from public school in 1981 after our oldest daughter's kindergarten year. Why? Primarily because we felt we were already losing our influence even at the age of five. The values of her friends had already begun to supersede our family values after only a few short months in a public classroom. She went to a private Christian school for a year, and then we began the homeschool journey. It's worked for our family. Uh, It worked for our family just as it's worked for other families. But over these past 35 years, I have never, ever said your kids shouldn't be in a public school. We've known hundreds of families whose children has prospered academically and did well in public school classrooms. We've always felt the primary determinant in a child's outcome wasn't necessarily the physical location where learning took place, but rather the level of parental involvement in the process. Over the past few months, however, I have continued to hear story after story after story of horrors taking place in public schools. Children engaged in sex acts in various places throughout the building, pornography shared daily in classrooms between students, bullying, sexual abuse, and more in classrooms ranging from preschool through high school. Mm. Yes, there are still teachers, and yes, there are still a few locations where things may not be quite that bad, but the odds aren't good. From the most prestigious and expensive school districts to the most underfunded inner city schools, the moral implosion that has shaken our nation to the core now permeates the nation's classrooms as well. Mm -hmm. I understand all too well the costs and implications of private schools and of homeschools, and I get that it would require major upheaval in every family's budget and even work schedules to make such a thing work, but I am asking you to prayerfully consider what's best for your children not only for their academic success, but for their moral, emotional, and spiritual success as well. And he goes on to say, I am not yet saying that every parent should pull their child from public school, but I am saying that every parent should prayerfully ask how to proceed. I'm no Mm -hmm. longer certain it's possible to redeem a system that seems broken at its very core. The courts and legislatures have chosen what is to be taught, and they have removed the rights of parents to have any meaningful input in the local education decisions. I expect to lose some friends over my statement, but I'm also prepared to be flamed and called out. But I've been watching this for a long time with my lips sealed. I can no longer sit back and watch quietly. I have to speak up. Mm. That took a lot of courage for him to do that. Yeah, Uh, Steve is well known in the homeschool circuit and speaks Mm. all over the place. He loves the Lord. He he and his wife have been married for a very long time. This was a big deal. Mm Mm-hmm. And it, and it's a big deal even for me, right? Um, because this is not my platform, right? This is not uh, what I've been saying for the last fifteen years. But I think he's right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What I hear him saying is things are changing so swiftly mm-hmm. that we need to 
really pay attention mm-hmm. and really make a point of mm-hmm. asking the Lord what He wants mm-hmm. because it's we can't we can't be apathetic in any way, shape, or form for the sake of our kids. That's right, and I think that's really what this comes down to. It's like what we were talking about the last couple of podcasts about being involved in the civic process. Mm-hmm. Is it work to get to get informed and understand who's running and know who your judges are and find right. out what they believe about uh, the things that are going to affect you, like whether or not men can use the women's bathroom because they identify as a woman? Right. Those things are important, and yes, they take effort. And yes, it requires that we that we make the time and that we get involved. And education is no different. And it's absolutely crucial to the future of our nation that parents begin to have to take back the influence of their children, that godly parents begin to influence their children. Mm-hmm. Because it's these students who are growing up who are going to be uh, basically determining the world that our grandchildren are going to be living in. That's right. That's right. Um, an interesting article that I, I read, and I'll link back to it today, uh, from the Chicago Tribune. And then we're gonna um, we're gonna end with this because I kind of want to end on a little up note. Um, it's called uh, "What Changed This Teacher's Mind About Homeschooling," and he starts out by um, talking about how he used to think that um, you know homeschoolers were all these people that you know were completely weird and just right. and actually there is some truth to that. <laughs> 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 but that you know they were just kind of hiding their children and they didn't want to give them social security numbers and, and you know blah 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 blah. He said he was frustrated by. Um, what he felt was a lack of of oversight. And he said, I recall arguing these points with a parent of a homeschool child who countered that her son was safer and more closely monitored, had access to social activities with cousins and peers on a weekly basis and availed themselves of books and materials pooled by a club of com- uh, composed of local parents, mm-hmm. E-word, mm-hmm. who homeschooled their kids. And this is what I find happens all the time. So he asks this kid, do you know what the quadratic uh, equation is? He asked this homeschool girl, referring to a key algebraic principle introduced in regular schools as early as seventh grade. No, she admitted, but she offered that someone in her club probably knew. That, I felt, was my gotcha moment because it exposed the main problem of a parent playing teacher at a kitchen table. All that changed when I started teaching at the college level on an evening when I came home from work, slipped off my shoes, collapsed into the recliner, and announced to my wife that the best student in my college composition class had been homeschooled. Mm. Um, an 18-year-old only child who'd been educated by her parents all 12 grades chose a front row seat uh, the first day of class. The following 16 weeks, she maintained eye contact throughout lectures and discussions, listened intently to me and her classmates, raised her hand to offer an observation, an answer, or to ask a question when no one else would, followed by instructions to the letter, communicated verbally and in writing more clearly than anyone else more Mm. clearly than everyone else, and received the highest grade on every assignment. She was the first student to arrive, have perfect attendance the entire semester, and was a catalyst for every lesson I ventured. Other teachers know the experience of feeling the weight of the entire class's resistance to an activity or concept, and often trying to stand and lift that weight and steer it in a positive direction. It can wear down a teacher's sensibilities. Mm. But my homeschooler's sincerity erased the group's negativity. When I tried to will the class to be excited about author Raymond Carver, whose story we were doing for critical analysis, she inferred my intent and mirrored it for the class with body language and then with a verbal barrage. She was an ideal Hmm. learner for, I assume, the following reasons. And this is why I think this is so important. I heard this about my own daughter. I know this has been your experience as our kids have gone to college. Mm -hmm. First... Uh, this homeschooled kid had escaped the collateral damage from 12 years of conventional schooling. I'm mm-hmm. thinking of my own lost years in elementary school as a bored out of my gourd pupil in right. a classroom of 48 or more students doing busy work most of the day. Uh, the schoolroom was still a novelty for her. Secondly, she applied her experience of one-on-one learning to the classroom format 
as as though she was the only one sitting in front of me. This led to plentiful and uninhibited conversation that the other students followed third. Having been the only person to be called on for 12 years, she did not use the group's <laughs> mask as camouflage or a barrier. Instead, she accepted every question as her own responsibility. Mm. That's really interesting. That's Fourth, refreshing. In homeschool, she had daily conversations with one parent or the other about a myriad of subjects, whereas her texting, video gaming, and earbud-wearing classmates too often skated, sidestepped, or escaped adult interaction much of their short lives. Mm. If every student in my classroom were a radio, my homeschooled student was the only one whose switch was turned on. Wow. And I have heard this over and over and over again. Dr. Jay Weil, who has written um, multiple uh, science books, Mm -hmm. um, that was his experience too. Very Mm -hmm. anti-homeschooling. This Mm -hmm. guy is literally a rocket scientist. Wow. Until he went to teach at university. Wow. And he said those kids were by far and away Mm -hmm. the most engaged kids. Mm -hmm. And I think this this gentleman clearly lays out the reasons why homeschooling is not perfect. And you're going to have days when you, you know, want to poke your eyes out with a fork. Right. (laughs) Or someone else's. Or someone else's. I know, right? We won't name names. We won't name names. (laughs) Moment of silence for not naming names. Love you, kids. (laughs) But absolutely worth it. I have gone well over um, our allotted time today, but I wanted to just uh, finish up this discussion by by telling parents – Homeschooling is difficult. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie to you, but absolutely worth it. And I think what you said, Dorinda, really goes to the point of why we do it in the first place. We we don't do it so that our lives can be easier because right. our lives get harder. Right. We do it so our kids' lives can be better. Mm-hmm. We do it so our kids have a, the best education that we can give them so they can uh, have the best chance at really growing up and knowing the Lord and being mm-hmm. able to see the world Amen. through the lens of Scripture Amen. and be able to follow the Lord into their adult lives. And then we recognize that the results of that sacrifice are really up to the Lord. That's right. They're really up to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to I'm going to end by saying it again: homeschooling is not the answer. Jesus is the, is the answer. But in the hands of godly parents, homeschooling is an excellent form of education. <laughs>